Welcome into the Render Podcast. I'm your host, Cam, and I am here with Kaylee and Brooke. You guys have heard from them multiple times before. But hey if guys. you're new, welcome in. <laughs> hey, friends. Welcome to the Render Podcast. Now you have to say it. Welcome to the Render Podcast. <laughs> I tried to change it up a little. Well, today we are talking all things marketing during a busy season. And if you're anything like us, you're heading into a busy season. And so we're excited to talk all the things. Grab a notebook and a pen. If you haven't already, you will want to write some of this down so that you can be prepared for when it gets busy if it's not yet. Let's go. Let's go. Hey there, you're listening to The Render Podcast, a podcast for creatives. I'm Cam, a visionary leader who has failed and thrived through small business leadership. After being in the events industry since 2010 and working with brands such as Nike, the Dallas Cowboys, and the Create and Cultivate, I became wildly passionate about education for small businesses. I teach others how to work with their dream clients the mistakes I've made along the way. I hope you leave here refreshed, engaged, and ready to take on your company, making the next right decision. You may have been listening for a while, so you might just hit the fast forward for a second. But if you are new here and you don't know who Kaylee and Brooke are, Kaylee, why don't you introduce yourself? Well, hello, Render family or Render community, as I like to say. We're so glad you're here. I am Kaylee Goodall. I am the Chief Creative Officer here at Render, and I have been on the team for the last four or three years. Mm-hmm. Um It's funny, I've kind of had my hand in every single job here or done every single task there is, basically. That is true. That is not a lot. Yeah, that is accurate. But I have primarily been over marketing and creative. And so I've had almost three years of experience marketing specifically for event rental businesses in busy season and in slow season. So I'm excited to share some of the things that we've done and we are thinking about doing. And yeah, Brooke. Yes. My name's Brooke. I'm the content manager here at Render. Um, I've been here, I was just calculating in my head, five months. Woo! It feels exciting. like that You're flew by. Yeah, flew by. So yeah, I have my hand in marketing. Me and Kaylee kind of tag team a lot of marketing stuff. And so that's why we're both here today is because we feel like we're pretty good at the marketing stuff. And we got a good, she knows a lot about marketing during the busy season I've been here when things have been starting to pick up, so it'd be good to hear from both of us. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Well, everyone has gone through a slow season in the last year, and you might be in an area or a state or a city that is starting to pick up, like we are here in Texas, but mm-hmm. if you're not, you're going to want to write some of this down because if you haven't hit your busy season yet, it's coming. It's coming, and I know that for sure because we've already had a little taste of that already. Mm-hmm. And so you might bookmark this for another day if you uh, are needing to come back to it. Well, and a lot of these things that we're going to talk about are just great marketing mm-hmm. tips in general. They can yeah. apply to slow seasons, busy seasons. Yeah. They're just good hacks in planning ahead and figuring out what you're going to do and doing things with excellence. So don't skip this episode. Right. So you just talked about planning ahead. That's yeah. one of our biggest thing that we try to do here at Render. It's a core and value. Try, it, it is. You oh are absolutely gosh. correct. We talk about our core values every week. And so that's one of our um, favorite ones. I think you can go to episode probably four or five. Yeah, and we talked all about that. 
Um, and so you can kind of hear how we played ahead in multiple areas of the business, not just marketing, but we do try to plan ahead. That's been a core value for a couple of years now, but I feel like we've always tried to be as close to planning ahead as possible. There's been seasons, of course, where we're um, kind of last minute on things or feeling like we're trying to catch up. But for the most part, we try to plan ahead instead of just remembering to do it. Part of the reason Kaylee has been so great at that, but before I hired Kaylee, I was doing the, you know, social media and all that. And I would think, oh, it's been a couple of days since I've posted on the business Instagram. I should probably post something. Mm -hmm. And then she came in. She's like, no, we're going to have a plan. I'm like, okay, that sounds great. <laughs> so yeah, makes things a lot a less stressful yes. whenever you have a plan. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the biggest thing about planning ahead is the biggest reason why we've pushed towards planning ahead in our team is because we have a team and we have mm -hmm. multiple people working on marketing or working on different aspects of the company. And so you have to have everyone on the same page in order for everything to work smoothly and to put out your best work. But if, like you said, even if you're a solo entrepreneur or you're running a business by yourself, that's a solo entrepreneur, but yeah. basically- We're starting out versus yeah. being in business for a while. Yeah. At Absolutely. Any point. At any point of your business, whether you have a large team, a small team, or you're by yourself, planning ahead will do- your marketing planning ahead will <laughs> whether you have a large team a small team or you're by yourself planning ahead will help save you so much time it will help you put out your best work mm -hmm. and it probably would have helped you when you were by yourself to actually yeah. stay consistent with what you were doing mm -hmm. and so when we talk about planning ahead we're some essentially how we uh, work through that is we plan out our social media a month in advance we, I know a lot of people who will say, oh, you know, you got to plan out a month in advance. You got to do two weeks in advance. I met someone one time who did a year in advance mm -hmm. and would literally schedule out her entire content for a year. Personally, I she's a wizard or something. <laughs> I, I don't know how she did it. And honestly, I think if, if you were to ask me my opinion on the level of where you should plan ahead a year kind of is a little bit inauthentic because you're not staying in pulse with what's happening mm -hmm. in the world or you're not saying what's happening in trends or like well, you're even take 2020 for example oh, yeah. if she planned out all of 2020 in social media she would have had to redo that plan come march and so she would have yeah. done all this work for 12 months out of the year three months in would have had to change the yeah. next nine months and that's a lot yeah. of work to have to go back on and even just things happen in the world that kind of make us pause or make us change direction. And, yeah. you know, if we learn anything from 2020, it's pivot. Mm -hmm. That was the word of the year, I feel like. And so if we need to pivot, if you need to do something else, if you need to figure out a way to stay in business, you can't just plan it ahead a year no. um, because well, you, you do have, lose touch. Yeah. And you have to, you have to have in the back of your head, okay, I'm, going to be flexible here. So mm -hmm. I'm going to plan ahead. Let's say you're going to stick to a month. I'm going to plan ahead a month in advance. And I'm going to know that, Hey, something might happen within this month that I'm going to need to drop in, or you forgot some special event. Like mm -hmm. I think one time I forgot a holiday was coming up and I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. Like earth day. We didn't even right. realize it was earth day. And on the day of, I was like, Hey, let's add something about earth mm -hmm. day. And it was really easy to transition <laughs> Our content was already pretty much in line with yeah. spring and earth. And so it was very easy yeah. to add in. But knowing, going ahead and thinking through, like, I'm probably going to have to change a few things throughout the month and that's okay, yeah. will help save a lot of stress and a lot of ease moving forward. Yeah, Brooke, why don't you talk about how we are planning ahead right now? 
So yeah, so what we do um, personally through our team, which I would recommend this for other companies as well, is we have a monthly marketing meeting. And basically what that is, is we'll look back the month before and make sure that, or kind of look over everything that we kind of have done and see what worked, what didn't, and then look forward into the next month to see what's coming up, what do we want to promote. And so I'll kind of take that and then me and Kaylee will talk about what specific like content we think that we need to create or push for that next coming month. And then it's my job to go in and just kind of put all of the imagery in place for the next month. Mm -hmm. And what you were saying earlier, um, it's important to remember that not everything is concrete. You don't have to keep it exactly how you had it. It's okay for things to switch around as long as you're still keeping that month intention in mind. So I think that keeps it really authentic and it helps you kind of, I I know whenever we transition to planning ahead and putting in specific dates when we were going to go over things and then when we were going to drop things in, it it cut down the amount of time that we were spending on Mm -hmm. social media and specifically in marketing because we actually had a plan. We were ready to go. Mm -hmm. I know beforehand I would spend like weeks gearing up for the week ahead, or I would just Mm -hmm. spend hours trying to plan out, okay, what am I going to do next week? Mm -hmm. And this way you can kind of play into your creative juices a little bit of, I know that there are certain days of the week that I'm more creative than other days. And there are certain days that I am more ready to write like captions. And um, I can go and say like, I know Brooke goes to coffee shops when she's going to write captions or blog Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so you can kind of set up those balances of when you need to go to certain places so that you can just batch work all of your content, plan ahead. And then you're not scrambling for content. I know sometimes you can go through your, like I would go through our Google photos and just be like, okay, I need to post about a wedding today. Let me just scroll through and see what we have. But thinking before now we're looking at a month ahead and we can think, okay, on the 22nd of May, um, we have three weddings that we are going to be doing. And so we can look and see, okay, we're probably going to get photos back from them about probably let's guess about a month after. So then in July, we can release those weddings and we can share them on Instagram. We can put them on the blog and all of that. Mm-hmm. So thinking in terms of, um, I'm going to get this content when this is when I'm going to share it. Yeah. And there is some things that we plan a year in advance. So we kind of, at the end of the year, we have our big planning meeting, which we've had a podcast about as well. And we'll take our calendar and look at, Hey, what are some things that are coming up this year that we need to plan ahead for? Yep. Um, and holidays, big shoots. Yeah. yeah, we'll plan in advance for big content shoots. Mm-hmm. So, or if you are not somebody who does content in house, you can start thinking through. Okay, I need this content. Maybe I can start uh, requesting to do styled shoots with people. Mm-hmm. Or um, like Christmas is always, always the thing that we forget. We all always. every. I don't year, know why, but we always every forget. year we get to like Thanksgiving and we're like, oh, we need to start marketing mm-hmm. for Christmas. And like we, look we should at, have done that before. We look at our pictures and we're like, ah, oh, we don't have any mm-hmm. imagery for Christmas because our rentals. <clears throat> I mean. There may, may be one event throughout the year that maybe kind of aligns with Christmas, mm-hmm. but in general, like people aren't just going for red and green throughout the right. year, you know? And so right. yeah. we, we, this year we actually, in our meeting actually set Christmas in July and we're going to have a Christmas conversation in July this year <laughs> to make sure that it's we, on the calendar. Yeah. It's on the calendar. <laughs> 
we get a notification. That way we're not getting yeah. to October or November. And we're like, oh my gosh, yeah, Christmas is coming up. Because, yeah. you know, photo shoots take time, um, especially if you're not the photographer. You are waiting on mm-hmm. the photographer to get images back to you. Um, you have to kind of go through those images and see when, what works for your campaign and what all of those different aspects. And so there's a lot that goes into that that takes more than just two weeks because, you know, you got to think through right. Christmas is on the 25th. If you're marketing your services, you, you're going to have to look at probably the beginning of December, right after Thanksgiving to start marketing mm-hmm. that. And so that takes time. Yeah, it totally does. So, you know, there, there's certain things you can do a year in advance. There's certain things you can do a month in advance and also staying in tune with what's happening that week too. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that goes perfectly into our next tip um, for marketing during your busy season, which would be monthly or quarterly photo shoots so that you can get bulk content. I know it's easy to get in this like scrambling phase where you're like, I'm just scrambling to get content for Instagram or whatever you need content for. And so Kaylee has been a great teacher for me as far as this kind of goes with planning ahead, but just bulking up all the content in one day, being super intentional and thoughtful about what all you want to get for the month or the quarter, Mm -hmm. and then just focusing and honing in a whole day just for content and like visual stuff, photo shoots. And you're like focused on that. You're focused on that Mm -hmm. for the day versus taking an hour or two hours throughout the week that you have to stop what you're doing Think about content, think about getting the content, shooting the content, uploading the content. You just have one full day that's dedicated to that instead of piecemealing it together. Right. Which can be hard. Yeah. We've even expanded it to two days depending on if we know um, probably we're looking at. And I mean, this year is going to be crazy. I don't know if you guys are feeling it yet, if you're in the events business, but we're just like in the little like go section of like we're the like business. tapping on the gas we're tapping bit. on the gas <laughs> but I have a feeling it's about to just like pedal to the metal right. and so with that if you have a small team or you're by yourself you're about to have to transition all of your focus onto your clients mm-hmm. and instead of marketing to your clients you're going to have to be fostering those client experiences and those relationships and so um, planning in advance if you know if you're a small team you might have to be looking at maybe doing two days worth of shoots that are for like the first half of the year so over the summer now or and then the fall and just nailing it out when this kind of slowness is starting to trickle in because who knows in a few months we may not even have time to dedicate time to doing a whole day in a yeah. month for you know what you're needing yeah. the hard thing about that is if you plan your shoots, Um, and you just do one shoot a year is you're kind of missing out on those opportunities to get some fresh content and to, you know, really get, get really getting to um, play with your inventory or play with um, the products that you're selling. Push Um, the the envelope a little bit. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, One thing that we do whenever we're planning these photo shoots is getting into the details of creating a shot list and really thinking through, okay, If in a month we're going to be positioning, um, let's say, a chair, well, how can we shoot that chair four different ways so that we have all the content we Mm -hmm. need at any 
any scenario. And you can even take that with um, education. So if you are an education business or if you are a product business, how many different ways can you style that piece or um, change that imagery so that it fits in multiple different aspects? And then even going a little bit further and thinking through, okay, we're going to get professional photos. We're going to hire a photographer. Or if you have a photographer in-house, that person is going to be shooting um, both horizontal and vertical so that you have an mm-hmm. imagery for your website, you have imagery for social media, but then we even and that's assign- super important to remind your photographers about. There's been yes. plenty of shoots that we've done where they either only do horizontal or they only do vertical and yep, then we yep. get the images back and we're like, dang it, we can't use that on the website, like right. as a cover photo on the website because it's only vertical. Right. So So writing that specification of, hey, I need, or having someone right next to the photographer saying, okay, now I need you to turn it and I need Mm -hmm. you to take a sideways shot or vertical shot. But then we even assign somebody on our team to have their iPhone out and they're shooting video. They're getting behind the scenes photos Mm -hmm. because all of those can be dropped in onto a story. Um, Those can be, yeah, reels. Mm -hmm. You want to make sure that you're thinking through every piece of content that you might not even know you need right now. Um, and getting video. I know I've pulled video from like 2018 and reused it for a reel because I happened to take videos from that shoot and they work now. I didn't, in 2018, I had no idea reels were going to be a thing, but I just would take behind the scenes videos. Mm -hmm. And so even having that written out on a sheet that you take to your photo shoot will keep in mind, okay, I need to take these photos or I need to ask the photographer Mm -hmm. to take this photo. Um, And really thinking through every single process will help you stay on track and then leave the photo shoot pleased when you get your images Mm -hmm. back and say, oh, I got everything I needed. There's nothing worse than getting imagery back and thinking, oh, I can't use any of this. I spent all of this time planning this. I spent all this time on site, tweaking it, getting it all ready. And then I can't use this for what I need. Well, that's just communication. Like you really need to communicate all the details, especially to that photographer who's going to be giving you that product back. Yeah. I mean, if that's what you want to use and you're paying your photographer to do that, if they don't know, they don't know. They can't read your mind. Well, they want you to be happy. They want you to be thrilled with their work. And even having conversations post a shoot, like let's say your photographer sends you a gallery and they send you a sneak peek. If it's not in line with your coloring or like we've, for instance, we've had a photo shoot before and some of the images came back and the coloring on the sofa wasn't right. And for us as a rental business, it's very important Mm -hmm. that the color is right because we are selling that item. And we Um, send people to the website to look at the color and say, this is what the color looks like. And so instead of saying, well, it's a little bit more orangey on the website in person, it's a little bit more of a cooler tone that's hard to communicate and you don't want to have to communicate that every single time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's totally okay for you in a very kind way to approach your photographer and say, hey. I know you've sent me this sneak peek gallery. Mm -hmm. I love what you've shot, but would you be able to just transition the color just a little bit so it's a little bit closer to what Mm -hmm. the inventory product actually is? The most are going to be very receptive to that. Yes. I would ask before, like on your shoot day, hey, can you send me a sneak peek gallery just to make sure the edits are correct before you get Mm -hmm. a full gallery back because photographers spend hours editing imagery. Yeah. And so you don't want to just look at the images and get them all back. And then they have to go in and re-edit everything. Mm -hmm. Having them send you some previews will really help that process. That also made me think of just whenever you're choosing a photographer, 
definitely choose someone that their style of photography aligns with your brand because some photographers may not be willing to change their style of edits for you specifically. Yes. And so that's why you should probably go with someone who's used to shooting inventory or whatever your business may be. If they shot a lot of flowers or something like really look at their work and make sure that they really align with you. Right. It's um, going to save you a lot of time later on if you just sure. kind of preemptively look at that. Yeah. Well, and they're the experts then, you know, yeah. Inven- right. it, it, when they know how to shoot certain things, there's a lot of technique that goes into photography. And so, yeah, like Brooke said, it's really important to choose wisely whenever you're paying someone. Right. I also wanted to say the lookbook, well, I wasn't here yet, but the lookbook in 2020, right, one that mm-hmm. Steph did, mm-hmm. It's perfect, and I wanted to go back a little bit to when we were talking about bulk content. Not only is it helpful for planning ahead, but it's also helpful whenever you feel like you don't have much to post Mm -hmm. from. If you have a good quality photo shoot, literally I pull from those images all the time. I know that you do too. And I mean, that was almost a year ago, right? Mm-hmm. Like over a year ago. Yeah. yeah. It was February. It's mm-hmm. photos from over a year ago that are still such good quality. And I was thinking, like you were saying earlier, Kaylee, about making sure you've thought through all the different like sides of your business. One thing that we've talked about now after having done that photo shoot in 2020 is we wish that we would have incorporated floral into that. And then mm-hmm. that photo shoot would have been everything. Like we can use right. that for education. We can use that for rentals. And then we could also have used it for our floral side of our business. Mm-hmm. So to what you said earlier, making sure that you think of all aspects of your business, if you have multiple like mm-hmm. tiers to incorporate that in. And even just thinking through like if let's say you have a dream board or you have some sort of like idea list. I know Cam secretly has something somewhere. It might just be in her head, but (laughs) has all these different, (laughs) all these different things that we could do next. Mm -hmm. Okay. We could add this business or we could add this service or we could do all like pulling that out when you go to prepare for the shoot and saying, Hey, we don't do this yet, but there's a chance we could. How Mm -hmm. can we weave that into this photo shoot. Right. And I think this is why it's, I I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast before, but investing in a brand shoot, God, will just elevate your Mm -hmm. content, will elevate your social media, will elevate your website. It'll just be the through line for everything because Mm -hmm. you can use that on your, obviously you'll use that on your website, but you can drop those little stock photo imagery into Mm -hmm. your, um, exactly what you were saying about our lookbook shoot of like, when I don't, when you don't have content to share, Mm -hmm. we can just drop that in and it's curated. Mm -hmm. It is like on brand. It is consistent. And it's, I think it's a little bit better than just going onto a website like Upsplash or um, I know Hootstock is one that is like really beautiful imagery that's like very curated and it's for the creative industry. And those images are great and you can use those on anything. But having a brand shoot dedicated to your specific coloring, your mm-hmm. specific style, using things that you use, having your face and your imagery in there is just going to elevate your brand immensely. Yeah. Totally. I want to come back to the communication because you were just mentioning I have things in my head, which I I do all the time. Mm-hmm. But communication is super important, not only with your photographers, not only with the people who are helping you put those shoots together, but internally also as a team. And Kaylee does this very well. I don't communicate that great. I usually have it in my head. I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. It's fine. I'm like, I've done this before. Can we share that story? I mean, sure. You want to share that story? Are you talking about the brand shoot? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Let's share that story. So there you have an example. (laughs) 
put me on the spot now. <laughs> well, okay, so I was putting together this brand shoot because I wanted one images for myself to use because I'm typically like, I don't know what I should post. Like I have a thought and I want to post on social media, but I need an image to go with it and I don't have an image or like I don't want to just take a silly selfie or something. Um, and so I decided to put together the shoot and I was like, oh, we might as well just, you know, weave it into some business stuff as well. Like if I'm already hiring a photographer, might as well do this. And um, started doing it. I had a friend of mine help me put some outfits together. And I was like, oh, it's like next week. And I said, you know, Kaylee does shoots. I should probably like weave her in on this conversation. And it's in a week from now. And she was like, oh, oh, oh no. Like there's so much more we could do out of that. And if you're already hiring a photographer, like we could make it awesome. And yeah. Would you add, what would you add to that? Story? Yeah, it ended up rescheduling. <laughs> yeah, we had to reschedule we had to reschedule we, it. We rescheduled it. <clears throat> it's funny because when I approach big photo shoots, so I consider like brand photo shoots, lookbook photo shoots, anything that take will probably take a full day. I like to have two months to, I would say, yeah, two months is probably right online. I like to have two months to really think through all of the elements, not, not a week, week, not a week <laughs> with vague details. I like to have two months so that I can prepare internally our team so that mm -hmm. we figure out all the aspects that we need from that shoot and then loop in, okay, photographer, location, what, uh, what different styling elements do we do? Like, what do we need to go purchase? What do we need to go source? Like, what do we need to get? And so it was so funny when she brought me this project. I think I like, called you like while I was shopping at Zara for some outfits. I did. did call her and I was like, um, so I have a shoot next week and I feel like I should bring you in on it. You're like, we're doing it for business too. Um, what photos do you want? And <laughs> like, what should I get? I'm at Zara right now. I'm like, uh, okay, well, like, tell me more about this. And you sent me like a, a PDF uh, of like three pictures. You had three different slides and you were like professional, semi-professional, and then like casual. And so I called you because I was looking at the imagery and I was like, okay, based on the imagery on this middle slide where you want to have it in the office, what do you like about that image? Like what specifically do you like about this image? Because in order for us to build, you had already booked like a venue too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, in order for us to build out what you like here, we're going to have to have like three hours to build out that set. Mm -hmm. Cause you were like, I liked how deep it was. I liked all the imagery like on the mm -hmm. wall. I like well, how you had just rented out just a plain blank photo yes. space. Photo sure space. Did. Studio. Sure did. And you're like, Hey, it's fine. Like we have rentals. We can bring that in. And I'm like, well, we're also like have two events that day that John's already booked on. And my car is, uh, you know, it'll fit. <laughs> some things but not a full couch and mm -hmm. a desk and all these things and mm -hmm. so we kind of had to like work in reverse with your shoe mm -hmm. and it was just funny I think I think I educated you a lot on my process yeah and having conversations of okay what specifically <clears throat> about this image do you like yep. okay now we're gonna now we're gonna take that and we're gonna step back and we're going to pull out all these different details and make sure that you're really <laughs> thrilled with what you get because right. you've done photo shoots in the past where it was just you and it was like 400 images of mm -hmm. you and Not you can only, variety. yeah, there wasn't much variety. Mm -hmm. The photos were great, right. but at some point just images of headshots of you, mm -hmm. you can't just drop in those simultaneously. Right. And so you right. have to plan out, okay, I need stock photos of, of books. Like we had all of your favorite books, mm -hmm. like, 10 favorite books that Cam loves to read. We had right. those on set and we had a coffee mug and we had right. 
all these different iterations. And one, it saved time on shoot day because we weren't having to stop and think, okay, how am I going to build this out? Right. We kind of had, had already thought well, through we that. We changed venues too. Yeah. We went from like a blank slate studio. It was really just a studio to kind of like a an furnished house. Yeah, a yeah. furnished yeah. home. Yeah, and that, that will help you save money on photography because you're not having to have the photographer there for a full day. You can mm-hmm. just condense it to four hours mm-hmm. um, if you plan it correctly and you're just right. moving from one set to the next and you're like, okay, now we need this shot and we need this shot. Because unless you have a very in-depth conversation with your photographer right. or you have a very skilled photographer who is can guide you through that process, you almost have to guide the whole photo shoot day um, because it's right. your it's your imagery and it's your brand and it's what you want on the other side. The photographer's not really going to do anything with those images other than share yeah, them yeah. share them with you and then maybe share them on their social media or their portfolio. But really, at the end of the day, it's it's what you're going to do with your imagery. Right. Yeah, it's helpful when you have a team to help you do that. But if you're listening to this or watching this and you don't have a team. Even having a good friend of yours that you can clearly communicate, hey, this is what I want out of this shoot. If you yeah. can help behind the scenes of just kind of coordinating that around, yeah. um, buy them lunch or pay them a small fee or something to do that. You don't yeah. have to have a team For sure. to be able to pull off a very successful shoot. That just goes back to communication. And mm-hmm. I'm saying that and having to remind myself at the very same time about communication because it's so important. Yeah. yeah. I always start with... Um, I start on Pinterest and I'll just go through and I'll just look at imagery and I'll start pulling together a board and I'll start seeing like, okay, I have now probably five images of uh, someone sitting with a plant, obviously like relaxed, casual plant. That's important. So I know that I need to have like a relaxed outfit or Mm -hmm. now I have six images of a podcast mic and a stack of books. I need to bring the podcast mic. I need to um, bring some books. I have team photos. Okay, so now I need to make sure all of our team is coordinated and mm-hmm. we're... Outfits are coordinated. Yeah, outfits are coordinated. Mm-hmm. And so starting to look at what you're drawn to in that board will help you determine what imagery you need or what mm-hmm. um, sourcing items you need to take with you on yeah. set. And prepping before that. I mean, yeah. if you have a shot list and you have the items that you want, like books or podcast mic or outfits or whatever it is that you're bringing, bringing that a day or two beforehand to your office or to a location wherever you're at yeah. is super important too because then on shoot day, you're not stressed because if you're stressed, it's going to show in your photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and sending that shot list to your photographer mm-hmm. about a week in advance will be helpful because they'll be prepared. Mm-hmm. We took our shot list and had like I added little check marks with our shot list so that we could check it off of like, okay, we got it. Mm-hmm. We're good. We're not yeah. having to question did and we, we brought it on site and we yeah. said, okay, literally, we just took the shot, check yep. it off. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'd like to switch gears for a second because we're talking a lot about content creation, but at the Create and Cultivate Content Camp, which I attended a couple weekends ago, one of the facts that they shared with us was that content creation is only 20% of your marketing efforts. The other 80% is implementing it. And so that was just a mind-blowing concept for me because it feels like sometimes that's all my job consists of is creating content or just when you're in the marketing world, Mm -hmm. it feels like you're always just trying to make more content. But the most important part is actually putting it into play, Mm -hmm. putting it into your emails, putting it on Instagram, like 
engaging with people on Instagram once you've already posted the content. And so I thought it'd be good for us to maybe talk a little bit about that. I think it's so funny too that you said that because I think it also depends on the person because um, some people are a little bit more creative and really love the content creation aspect of the job, which I think is why you realize that, you know, you do that so much more is because Mm -hmm. you're really good at it and you really enjoy it. But there are also people who are more of the analytical and are more of like the, okay, I want to, I don't necessarily want to make the content. Like I don't even want to, I don't want to touch the content creation part. I just want to watch it. Like, you know, like I want to put it out there in the world and I want to watch the the engagement (laughs) and I want to really look into the analytics. And Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I think we definitely should talk about this because that's for me, that is, um, I am lean more towards the content creation and um, getting that beautiful content, but then implementing it is probably not my favorite thing to do, Yeah, but I have done it for almost three, over three years now for this company specifically. I've done it for a lot of other companies before, but uh, yeah, you really have to, I think we're going to keep talking about planning ahead, but I think this is why planning ahead is so crucial because if you're like me, you can get stuck into just, I'm just going to create content. I'm just going to create content and you have all this content, but you're like, I haven't shared this with anyone mm-hmm, right. or I haven't seen if this content is even generating new leads or actually fulfilling mm-hmm. what we thought the content was going to do. Um, and so I think that's, I'm so glad that you said planning like one shoot, you know, for a month and doing like one day, because that really takes what you've done and then pulling it into your marketing meeting and then dropping it in, into the socials. And I think one thing that we didn't mention when we talked about our monthly meeting is the monthly meeting purpose of that is to go through all of our analytics of the last month and to look through every single channel and see, okay, what was the post that performed the best? Okay. Why did that perform the best? Mm -hmm. Was it because it was video? Was it because it was, you know, a specific service? Mm -hmm. What did we word? How did we word that? Like really breaking up. Who was in the photo? Is there even people in the photo? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Like really taking apart each of the best content and seeing what was, what was working there, Mm -hmm. what wasn't working there. And then seeing who engaged with it, how much they engaged with it. Is our target market still who we thought our target market was when mm-hmm. we did that um, at the beginning of the year um, and really aligning with our implementation? Mm-hmm. Let me take that month of our month, not just the last month. So we will go back to January mm-hmm. when we're talking about April mm-hmm. and just see, hey, what was trending then? What's trending the next month in the next month? So that we can see, is there a pattern that's happening here? Do we need to produce more of this content or is it going to be random every month? We don't know. Yeah. And then same thing with our following and our engagement. We want to see what's going up and what's going down and why. Like January, we launched Rental Biz Academy and we had a huge influx of followers. Yeah. Whereas our follower count was a little bit down in February. But we could see, hey, we did launch a course. There's more marketing efforts outside of our own efforts that are happening. Mm-hmm. And so that's the reason for that. Instead of um, looking at month, month over month and being like, oh, we're down. Like, bummer that we're down. But what? Yeah, like, yeah. what's the reason behind that? And then that helps us project for our future. When we rent, do Rental Biz Academy again, we can probably trend towards we are going to increase followers or we're going to increase our engagement because of that. So it helps us kind of plan ahead for that. Yeah. And before we get too much further, something that we have to just go ahead and drop here, because I think it's so important if you don't realize this, the whole purpose 
of your marketing is for people to know who you are Mm -hmm. and to know what service and what business you do. Like what is your why? What, what do you do? And so if you do not have a website and all of your social media and all of your marketing efforts aren't gearing back to your website and on your website is, it isn't clear what your service is, what you are, what problem you're going to solve for your client, then you're wasting your time. Mm -hmm. If you're just building up your Instagram and that's the only way that you're gaining um, leads, that's the only way people can connect with you. Unless you're an influencer, I don't, I'm not an influencer, so I don't really know that strategy, but if you are a business and you sell product or a service, you need to have a website. You have to have a website because you have to have a place that people can go when a platform dies. Mm -hmm. I know you listened to a topic Mm -hmm. when it was, it was like the whole um, topic was about like what happens when Instagram dies. Yeah. And a lot of people don't think about that. They just built, yeah. put all of their eggs in one basket and they spend all of this time. And there have been days, even when I was working here where Instagram just stopped and yeah. we had put a lot of eggs in our basket. We had a website, but we had all of our information pretty much on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And when it went down for a day, we were like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? How do we communicate with all these people? What are we going to do? You know, fortunately for us, we were fine because we had a website. We were emailing Mm -hmm. clients. Um, And so if you don't have a website right now, go make one. I think that's the number one thing that I coach our students on is if you don't have a website, go get one. There's been plenty of, I have one of our students living in Vancouver, BC. Hey, Jennifer, if you're listening to this, (laughs) she does not have a website. She's been in business for six or seven years and she's done all of her business on Instagram and Facebook and it's been incredible for her, but I've been encouraging her and Jen, this is your encouragement again, go get a website, (laughs) nudge, 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 because she might be getting so much business on Instagram and Facebook right now, but what could happen if she had a website? Like what additional could happen when she has a blog that's pointing towards that and she's SEO working towards that and she has all these other things that a website can show that Instagram and Facebook cannot. Well, and on that note, if you are in the process of developing a website, start writing down questions that you get asked most frequently Mm -hmm. from your clients. So like maybe you get pricing questions all the time. Consider putting your pricing online. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're getting questions about what is installation and retrieval or damage waiver and pickup. What does that actually entail? Mm -hmm. Put an FAQ section on your website. Answer those questions before you even get asked those questions And can you imagine how much time you will save, how Mm -hmm. much time your clients will save, how much easier the client experience will be for your clients if they're not having to look through your inventory on Instagram squares, but actually can see all of your inventory in one space and can choose from there. You could be upselling so much more Mm -hmm. and you could be making your marketing and your services and everything so much easier for your clients. And I'm going to be honest with you, making a website is not that hard. We live in a day and age where making a website it can is be hard. so easy. It, be? it doesn't have to be. It doesn't yeah. have to be. Wix has made things so easy. Square is super easy. If you want to be a little bit more advanced, show it is is it great. It can be easy. <laughs> it can be easy if you add in WordPress. Don't know about that process. That's a little bit harder. But there are so many templates that you can just yeah. drop in. And there are, if you have inventory, good shuffle makes it so seamless to have mm-hmm. your inventory online mm-hmm. guys there's no excuse anymore not to right. have a website there well, really people is might no see on instagram your black leather sofa for example and perhaps they're looking for some orange chairs or they're looking for something else and they don't know that you have that yeah because they don't want to go through the instagram they don't want to go through the facebook and go find all that 
So if you have a call to action that says, go to our website to find more inventory, then they can see everything else that you have instead of just going through social media. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if you are in business, you are in business to make money. You're not in business just to hang out with your friends. Unless you're a nonprofit. Unless you're a nonprofit. (laughs) But the main reason that you're listening to this podcast is because you have a business and you want to see it profitable. Mm -hmm. And so at the end of the day, we have to think about what is that CTA? What is that call to action? Why are we even doing Instagram? Why are we even doing Uh, YouTube or podcasts or anything that we do, why are we even doing that? And what is the end game that we want those people listening, seeing, engaging with? What do we want them to do? Do we want them just to follow so you can boost your ego? Or do you want them to follow you? Do you want them to go to your website so that they can actually do something? (laughs) (laughs) But I'm not going to just sugarcoat it and say that you're just in in business to get more Instagram followers because you're not. I could care less if we had five Instagram followers <laughs> or 5,000 Instagram followers. If we are getting business to our website and you're getting bookings, that's the end goal. Hey there, friends. Cam here. I wanted to take a quick break to let you in on a very special announcement. Are you interested in starting a profitable event rental business? Well, we are so excited to announce another free masterclass that's going to teach you how to do just that. In this webinar, you're gonna learn how I built a seven-figure event rental business without investor money or taking out loans, our tried and true method that helped increase our average rental order from $750 to almost $4,000, our three principles for creating the ultimate sales funnel to bring in new clients consistently, best practices for managing logistics and systems from delivery to execution, and the five elements needed to purchase inventory and price it for profitability, no matter your location. Register for this free masterclass in the link in our show notes. So think about the end goal before you even create the content or even put it on Instagram. Yeah. What do you want them to do? I think that's a perfect leeway into talking about for a second because I know we're already getting kind of long into this. We're very passionate about this subject, guys. Well, it's super important. I know. super important. So once you make the content, which we're saying is only 20% and then 80% is the implementing, like what are all the things that they need to do with that one piece of content? Mm -hmm. I think we've talked about this before on the podcast, but really quickly, we could probably name off like email, marketing. Well, take it from its core. So you have the one core thing that you're marketing, right? So take an Instagram photo or not even Instagram, just a photo. A photo, yeah. And a uh, thought that goes with that, whether Mm -hmm. it's a long thought or a short thought. You have a photo and you have a thought. Now what do we do with that? Mm -hmm. Create But you have to think through the why first. Right. Mm -hmm. So why do we want this one thought? Let's take it. What's an example? What's what's a recent example that we've done? Let's talk about our Mother's Day shoot. Okay. We don't even have the content yet, but why are we doing that? So we're having a Mother's Day shoot for one, to celebrate moms we think that's important and then also to kind of show off some of our floral skills mm-hmm. our floral installation so if that's the reason that we're doing it we're going to produce content right mm-hmm. so we're going to have images we're going to have multiple images but we're going to have images then we need to talk about the thought yeah so through that we're going to write a long caption and a short caption so the long version is going to be your blog right mm-hmm. And then your short is going to be your Instagram caption, your Facebook caption, anywhere that you have some sort of a small one, two, three sentence kind of thing. But from there, how else can we use that? Can we just use it on one platform? Sure. But you could use it so many other places. And so with that, we're going to put it on our Instagram with a short caption. We're going to put it on our blog with more photos in that long caption. Mm -hmm. Or copy. Or copy. Text, copy, whatever. Yeah. 
Um, then we're going to put on Facebook and we're going to uh, do our short caption and a different image on Facebook. We're going to put on Pinterest so that we can show mothers and their uh, children. You're probably um, going to put about yes. five to ten images mm-hmm. on Pinterest just to see what imagery aligns. The beautiful thing about Pinterest is you can put as much on there. Right. And it's so quick, too, I yeah. feel like. But we're not just putting images on Pinterest. We're putting images from the blog post that we did. Because, right. again, the ultimate goal is that we're driving people back to the website. Mm-hmm. We want Everything them to come goes back. back to the website. Yep. Yeah. Right. So even if we have an image of our inventory, just the inventory on Pinterest, it's going to come back to that inventory image on the website. Mm-hmm. It's going to drive them right back. If it's a, a Mother's Day shoot or any shoot, really, it's going to drive probably back to that blog post that mm-hmm. also is going to link to that inventory for them to go put it in their wish list or go put it in their cart. Um, we also have a podcast. Not everyone has a podcast, but we have a podcast as well. And so we have a Mother's Day podcast that mm-hmm. we're doing. And so that's going to be in tandem with this whole thing. And so there's right. multiple ways that you can split this one piece of content. So instead of doing 80% of content creation and then putting 20% into actually getting it out there, focus on one piece of content. And then you can break it apart so many different ways. And that's going to provide so many different Instagram posts. It's not just that one post on Mother's Day that we're using. It's going to be on Wednesday when we release the podcast episode. We're probably going to use maybe some images from that. Yeah. Um, We're going to put it on the story. We're going to put it all all kinds of places. We might even probably do a reel. I'm sure you have that in the content. Yeah. About doing a reel for Mother's Day. And so there's so many different places that you can break it apart. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that all of that to say that's going to save you time. Like Mm -hmm. if we're going back to marketing during your busy season, when you're not thinking about all the content and things all the time, you're just thinking about, okay, I just need to make an email today. I just need Mm -hmm. to write a blog today. Like it's going to save you so much time and effort. Well, then it's purpose driven. Yeah. And you're not just throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping to see if it sticks. That's what I I mean. (laughs) Circa 2017. I mean, you're actually... (laughs) you actually have a strategy at that point. And that's why mm-hmm. you have to think through all those different aspects and then prepare those aspects to then hit go. And if you plan that out a month in advance, or if you plan it out two weeks in advance, there has to be purpose behind it. Because mm-hmm. if there's no purpose behind it, then you've wasted your time. Well, and what's your clients, point? your clients are confused. Mm-hmm. You have no point. Yeah. Right. Well, I have one more little point. And I got this from an article um, from Contracting Business. Thought I would definitely give them credit there because <laughs> I did not come up with this on my own. But they were saying another um, thing for marketing during your busy season is brand awareness. So when the leads are pouring in at a rate faster than you can schedule, it might be time to change your marketing objectives. So instead of focusing on getting phone calls and online leads, brand awareness can be the new key performance indicator. And I thought that was really cool tip because it is true. Like if you're really busy, maybe you don't need to be prioritizing trying to sell your inventory. If you're getting a lot of people on your Instagram, for example, take that time to educate them on your business and who you are and all your offerings and things rather than, you know, just trying to get sales through the door. Yeah. And I think that's like one thing that we've tried to keep in mind consistently is having this balance of brand awareness, but also dropping in sales. Mm -hmm. You want to give value. I mean, Brendan Burchard talks about this all the time is you're Mm -hmm. constantly providing value and then you sell them. And so we are trying the OVO. OVO. Yes. You want to get them in the door. That's your opt-in. You want to give them value. 
But really, if you take so you want to keep giving them value. You want to get them on your email list. Give them more value. You want to get them on the phone. Give them more value. You want to give them a contract. Give them more value, and then you ask for the sale. Yeah, and so trying to find this balance, and and this is where your company or your business becomes a brand. You start to have a brand that you are pushing to people to come behind and to support you. And you have a mission and you have values and you're more than just somebody who can provide a service. Mm -hmm. You have value in and of yourself and people want to come to you for that value, not just your service. Because at the end of the day, unless you have some crazy service that no one has thought of yet, (laughs) there's likely like five to 10 other businesses in your circles that do the exact same thing that you do. And so what keeps you different from those people? That's when you educate and that's when you drop in your brand. And that's what people start to attract to what you're putting out there and you um, and what your business is providing instead of just your service. And so finding a unique balance and especially like they said of whenever you notice that you have an influx of those sales kicking off. Okay. Let's figure out how we can transition and start to, you know, maybe show some people some things that they, they aren't asking for, you know, like maybe we're talking too much about our floral and now we need to re-educate them on Mm -hmm. our rentals, or maybe we're talking too much about our education and we need to remind people like, Mm -hmm. Hey, we're a brand that does all of these different things. Did you know that? One product too. You might have a lot of people asking you about uh, sofas or chairs, but you have a lot of inquiries coming in about acrylic, for example. And so it might be time to start talking about what um, is trending and what you need to remind them about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Marketing is ever-changing, as ever we all changing. know. Yeah. It's funny that we're talking about this today because we're actually having a meeting like the next two days to t- literally talk about what we're talking about right now is how do we want to kind of shift gears on how we're going to you know, be marketing moving forward mm-hmm. just because... Yeah, like we were saying earlier, we can't have all of our eggs in one basket. And there's so much opportunity to educate people through other platforms other than Instagram. And so I think I'm just saying all that to say, like, we're educators and we're educating you guys on what we know about marketing, but we don't have it perfect. And I right. think even you, y'all telling that story about the shoot and how you were going to just like have a shoot. I mean, that was like literally three months ago. Yeah. That wasn't years ago. That was three months ago. Yeah. Like, I just think it's important for everyone to know that like, we're not perfect and we don't have it like really figured out, but does anyone really have marketing really figured out? Probably not. Right. Well, to close out the episode, I didn't ask you guys this before, so you might have to think (laughs) on your toes, but if you were to educate our students, our listeners, anyone listening to this podcast on one thing that you would do like a tactical tip during a busy season, what would you do? I can go first if you need a second. Yeah, Yeah, you go first. Okay. So (laughs) I would say keep track of your analytics. Mm. Keep track of your analytics to see what's happening because I think sometimes when we're super busy with events, we're super busy with education, we're super busy with anything that you're doing and you're trying to market on top of that without having a planner, without anything you're you're just knee deep in that stuff we tend to forget about the analytics mm-hmm. and understand what is actually happening and what's working and mm-hmm. so we just keep we might keep doing the same thing over and over not knowing if it's actually doing something or not mm-hmm. so I would say um don't forget about the analytics don't forget to go back and see how is that performing yeah there's been many seasons where we just didn't right because we were so we busy were just yeah swamped. and yeah where would we be now if we had that opportunity to right. go back and look and say, right. 
2018, in this exact season. Well, in 2018, we didn't really track anything. In 2018 was probably our busiest year in general. We did over 500 events. We had lots of movement with our team. We had lots of things happening in 2018, and we Mm -hmm. didn't keep track of our analytics very well. I think we had some, but we didn't track them like we tracked them today. And so going into this next busy season, it would be nice to go back to 2018 and be Mm -hmm. like, hey, this the rest of this year and next year might resemble that a little bit. Yeah, and this worked really well. This didn't work Mm -hmm. really well, yeah. Yeah, so get ahead of that now. Yeah. If you do anything, go get some analytics started. Yeah. Um, a lot of the platforms nowadays versus back then are really good about giving you those analytics. You don't have to necessarily go manually calculate that stuff. Yeah, yeah. we like to put them all in one spreadsheet so mm-hmm. that we can see at month a glance all social media instead of having to go pull up Instagram, pull up Facebook, mm-hmm. pull up YouTube. Like right. we have, we import all of those into a spreadsheet and then we can see month to month all yeah. of the different tactics. Right. So build that out and get going on that. Yeah. yeah. That's a good, good tip. I think my biggest tip would be just to really get focused. Mm-hmm. I think for me personally, like if we're going back to um, planning ahead and planning out your feed, It's so important for me when I'm doing that to like be in a space where I'm not going to have any distractions. That way I can just really get focused and just do what I need to do. Um, If you're a solopreneur, I'm sure it's like you have emails coming in, but something that Cam does is she'll like time block. And I think that could be a good option for someone that like, you're like, I can't go a whole day without checking my email. Like I have to do that set aside 30 minutes and then you can set aside literally five hours or something to do what you need to do and then you're done. Like just right. think about how much it's going to like take off your shoulders whenever you're just done planning right. your feet or whatever. Right. Mine's very similar to yours, but let's say you're like dead in the middle of busy season and you're like, I, I want to do everything that you're talking about, but I just, I can't plan a, a shoot next month or I can't do a quarterly shoot. What I would say is, and this is not going to surprise either of one of you that <laughs> I'm going to be talking about intention, but you have like, Stop what you're doing, look at your calendar, figure out mm-hmm. one or two days that you can get focused and you dedicate like two days at the most, um, at the least like a day or five hours, but stop what you're doing. Look at where you want to go in five months and pull all of the content that you have, go through and just look at all the content. But even before you look at what content you have, figure out your why and your purpose for what you're doing next. Set that intention of this is what I'm going to be marketing this month, next month, and the month after that to get me through this busy season. And then go and schedule all that out. Mm -hmm. Pull the content that you already have. Don't even worry about going and scheduling a shoot or anything. Pull content that you have. Go on to some sources and we'll link in the show notes some of our favorite stock photo um, sites, go and pull some stock photos mm-hmm. and schedule out that content mm-hmm. and get that on the calendar, get it like going so that you don't even have to think about that. So mm-hmm. you can get back into generate generating sales, making that money so that you can do a photo shoot mm-hmm. later in the fall or whatever, but really, really stop and actually do it. Don't just right. keep saying, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. But like actually do it because it will drive your business forward. Yeah. Yeah. Kaylee's the queen of setting intentions. She is. <laughs> Maybe you need to do an episode all about setting intentions. Honestly, that'd be a great episode. I yeah. would like to listen to that. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope you learned something from this podcast episode all about marketing in a busy season. Bookmark it for a later date. You might want to come back to it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, you can re-listen anytime you want. But thanks for joining in, and we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.